0: love must be sincere hate what is evil cling to what is good be devoted to one another in love honor one another above yourselves this morning we continue with our uh, sermon series on one another commands and so far we've seen quite a few one another statements that we ought to do for our brothers and sisters in Christ and uh, to name a few we've seen uh, uh, loving not judging serving bearing burdens and encouraging one another that's what we've seen so far this morning what i would like to do is i would like to talk to you about another one another command that is uh, that will drastically change our relationship with one another for the better and the title of our lesson this morning is outdo one another in showing honor i'm going to say that again Outdo one another in showing honor. The scripture reading that was read by Soren this morning is, uh, the apostle Paul, uh, admonishing us in Romans chapter 12 verses 9 and 10 to love in such a way that we honor one another above ourselves. So in light of that, I would like, like, you know, as, as per usual in our series so far to ask two questions this morning. First, what does it mean to outdo one another in showing honor? And secondly, what does it look like today in practice? So the first part of our lesson, which is also our first question this morning, is this. What does it mean to outdo one another in showing honor? Uh, We are going to focus on Uh, Romans 12 verse 10 which is the second verse in our scripture reading and uh, we're going to be reading from the English Standard Version. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. That's the title of our lesson this morning. So it's uh, two parts and it's one of those, there's seven one another verses uh, in, in the Bible that has two one another statements in them. This is one of them. And we're going to be focusing on the second part, which is out one another and showing honor. But the first part is important because we're going to look into that in uh, telling us that the the context of in of where we should show honor to one another. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to work backwards in this verse by starting in that with that particular word honor. We're going to look at that. Honor. We we know that word. We've seen that word. And for the most part, it's something that, in the world, we see honor as something that they want to keep for themselves. My honor. Right? But in this particular uh, word, it's totally different. The way it's used in Scripture is is different in that regard. Um, Honor, in the Greek, is this word right here. It's pronounced timē. This word was uh, is used in the, in the new testament forty one times, and when you see it used in scripture in the new testament uh, it would it would be of uh, the, the idea is of value it 's normally uh, associated with uh, a price or a weight because back then the unit of of measurement for money is in weight, like like a grams of gold or whatever shekels and talents those are weight measurements so the idea here, uh, with, the, with this word translated as honor, is if I honor someone, it means that I assign a heavy weight to them, that they are valuable to me. A heavy weight, not that they're big or fat, not that, is that I value them. You are important to me. That's the idea. So on the, other, on the other hand, if I do not honor someone, it means that I look at them as lightweight or insignificant or not valuable. Okay, so when we say we show honor to one another, it means that we regard each other higher or bigger than who we are. That's the idea. That's the idea of value. Now in scripture, we see this a lot. Like, you know, we ask the question, well, is it big in the scripture in terms of honor? What is, what is this honor? I'm going to show you some examples of honor in, in the scripture and then we will see a pattern in there that's really important for us this morning. The first thing that I want to show you is, uh, here in second Peter chapter one, verse 17 in which God shows honor to his son, Jesus Christ. It reads, he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, this is my son whom I love. With him I am very, well, I, I am well pleased. God demonstrated honor and glory and accorded glory and honor to Jesus by his words. By according that weight to him that this is my son. I value him. He is beloved by me. See, we see this in the relationship between Jesus and God. And the next example that I'm going to give you is honor applied as well in a relationship between parents and children. The next one is this. Ephesians 6 verse 2, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. See, honor is important in our familial relationships. When the children grow up in an environment where they honor their parents, they will grow up in an environment that is loving, and they will know the real value of that love, that acceptance. When parents honor their children, their children will grow up in that environment of uh, security and acceptance. And it says it's the first commandment with the promise. Do you guys remember what the promise was? If you look at Ephesians 6 verse 3, it says that it may go well with you and that you will enjoy a long life on earth. Honor is tied to living an enjoyable life. And we see that in our relationships. That's why I opened this morning by saying, hey, this particular lesson this morning is going to drastically improve our relationship with one another for the better. The next example, and the last example that I'm going to give you, has a lot to do with relationships as well. 1 Peter 3, verse 7. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life. If you were me, the first thing that would... Draw you in that verse is that term weaker vessel. It's like your eyes can't, can't get away from that weaker vessel from those two words. Right? You don't, we don't see the other words, we see weaker vessel. Well, what Paul is saying there is that he's just identifying the fact, it's actually a scientific fact, believe it or not, that women are just physically weaker compared to men. Right? Saying, well, husband, You may be stronger than your wife. But he said that to underline a very important idea. He's saying to the husbands, your wives, you may be stronger than your husband, your wives physically, not, not, not emotionally or spiritually or anything like that or intellectually, just physically. But get this. Look at that verse. But you are equals. And Paul is telling the husbands, I want you to accord that weight onto them, to give that honor to them that you are equals with them in the realm that really matters, the spiritual realm. See, when, when husbands and wives honor each other, then they are well on their way to being one, to having that relationship of intimacy. In the examples that we gave, honor is important in relationships between God and Jesus. See that Jesus reciprocated that honor when he obeyed his father to the death, till death on the cross. That's reciprocated with husbands, with husbands and wives, with children and parents. And then there's this verse that we're just studying right now. Romans 12, verse 10. Paul says here that I need to outdo you in showing honor. See, he didn't just say, okay, guys, you need to honor each other. He goes above and beyond that. He says, we need to outdo one another in showing honor. You're probably thinking, well, that sounds, it sounds like a competition. It sounds like in the Olympics or in boxing or a hockey game they outdo one another in speed in scores in talents well that's one way of looking at it because that's competition right that's that's the realm of competition where you, you 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 compete for glory but in this particular one we outdo one another to give glory and in that case it's not a competition it's a sacrificial love now let's look at that word outdo this word outdo is this greek word that's pronounced Pro-egeomai. Pro-egeomai. It literally means going before, pro, going before and becoming an example. Or going before and leading. It has this idea that we are avant-garde of showing honor. That we are leaders in showing honor. That we are the best at showing honor. That's why I believe that the ESV, the English Standard Version, captures the essence of the Greek. It's outdoing one another and showing honor. It's being the best in showing honor to you. Not being the best in receiving honor, in getting honor, but in according and bestowing honor to other people. That's what it means. Now the first part of that verse is very important. The first sentence. Because it gives us the context in which we need to do this in. Paul says, love one another with brotherly affection. That's how he started that verse. And then he says, outdo one another in showing honor. It's important because it gives us the context. Now, that first sentence there, there's a lot of love going on in that one. You know, you've heard before that the Greek, there's a lot of types of love in the Greek, right? And in our language, it's just love, right? And that's the exact, and we, we will see that here in this particular verse. The word love there is in the Greek, that word in the Greek, and it's, it. you, you can read it like this, phylos And that word in the Greek has two words. It's a compound word that's composed of two words, philo and storge. Philo is literally the Greek word for friend. It has this idea that that type of love, on one hand, on the one hand, is this relaxed. You know, when you're relaxed with a friend, you can do whatever with a friend, right? You can pick your nose in front of a friend. You know what I'm saying? Like you can. I can't believe I just said that right now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's one of those things that you're comfortable with them, right? You can tell them whatever. They're friends. And that and that second word there is storge. That's love between a parent and a child. Imagine that, especially if you if you have kids, a love between a parent and a child. That kind of love that nurtures. That kind of love that says I'm going to protect you with my life. That kind of love that says I'm going to feed you. I'm going to provide for you. And the best. The best thing that I can relate to you this is it's like Saturday mornings with your kids. No, I have I have three young children and Saturday mornings are amazing. Those little hands who wake me up. I don't care if they wake me up at five in the morning. Those little hands and we would stay in bed. We would be awake for hours in bed, just chatting, playing, tickling each other. Storge, love between a parent and a child. Now put those together. Philo and storge together. That's the kind of love that Paul is telling us that we need to honor one another in that context. Can you, can you have an idea of that in your mind right now? That relaxed atmosphere where we nurture and feed and protect one another. And then it's not enough, right? Because Paul says, love one another with brotherly affection. In, in some uh, versions, it says brotherly love. You guys know what brotherly love is, right? In the Greek. It's that word Philadelphia. You guys have heard of that word before. It's a big city in the States. I believe it's in Pennsylvania. It's huge. It's the city of brotherly love. So Paul is saying that we need to honor one another in the context of Family. Family. I'm just thinking, you know what? I have a child. I'm thinking if I apply this in my life as a father between myself and my child, I'm going to make sure that I, that I, that I honor him more than he honors me. And he'll do the same for one, for, 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 for me. And we apply that with all of us here today. That is how we honor one another. And that's how we outdo one another in showing honor. So I have this idea in my mind. Look at that picture. What does it mean mean to, to honor one another, to outdo one another in showing honor? It's like we are each other's cheering squad. I love that vision. I'm going to tell you how much you are valuable to me. How much you mean to me by the things that I say and do. The problem, it's a good problem, that I need to have every night before I go to bed is this. How can I show honor to my brothers and sisters in the church tomorrow, today, this week, next week. How can I do that for my wife, for my children, for my elders, for our deacons, for our families, for the individuals that are here, for our children? That is the idea. Now the second question is this, and the second part, the second and last part of our lesson this morning. What does it look like today? How do we do that today? Well, honor comes... With words. When I tell my child. Or my children. I thank God for you every day. How do you think they would feel? Yes. They would feel valued. They would feel important. They would feel honored. And we do that for one another today. You know, one of the things that I won't forget in my career in the military is this, uh, piece of advice that I received from my, my first commanding officer in the army. He told me, Jay, as a young lieutenant, we say lieutenant in the Canadian army. I know in the Americans, we say lieutenant, but in the American, in the Canadian military, we say lieutenant with an F, like the Brits. We say, we say, well, as a young lieutenant, Jay, remember, this is, this is this is his advice. Remember to have to always have an encouraging word or gesture when you pass your subordinates in the hallways or when you see them in a, any public place in a store, in a street corner, anywhere. And that has always stuck in my mind. Always have an encouraging word or gesture. You're looking good today. Are you okay today if they don't look okay? Right? Good morning. Just acknowledging their presence. That they're valuable. Or just a wave. Or a smile. When we do that, we honor one another. We accord a weight on them that tells them, that you are of value. You are valuable to me. Honor comes with actions. When we literally prefer one another over ourselves, we honor one another. When I invite you to become a part of my life, I give you honor when I genuinely take the time to be a part of your life, I give you honor. When I give you my best as a brother in Christ, as a minister of the word, as a minister of this congregation, I honor you. You know, one of the things that I love about being uh, Filipino in my, in my heritage is, uh, is our hospitality. You guys have heard of Filipino hospitality, right? We, I think we can all learn from that. And I want to share that with you today. You know, Filipinos, many Filipino families would have, you know, several, like, sets of utensils. Maybe at least two. Utensils in China. You know, plates. There's some for the regular stuff that we use every day. It's the junk ones. We use that for our kids. Right? And there's the nice ones. When we have company, it doesn't matter if we know them. It doesn't matter if we've never, if we've ever met them before. We will use the nice ones for them. Because we love to honor our guests. We will all pay for them. Hey, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's not just Filipinos that do this. Maybe Africans do this. Right? Sri Lankans do this too. You know what I'm saying? We would cook everything for them. The kids were like, hey mom, what is that? That's for, that's for the guests. Right? Because we love to honor our guests. But this is what I would like you to take away from that. We can do that first and foremost for our spouses. For our children. And for one another here in the church. Let's give our best to one another in that regard. And in so doing, you know what we will do? We will, yeah, there's this word, conflict and church, uh, uh, quarrels. You know, the quarrels, the quarreling and the animosity, it's not, they're not going to have any place in our church if we outdo one another in showing. I'm going to give you an example from the Old Testament Genesis 13, verses 8 to 9. This story is about Abram and Lot. Lot was Abram's nephew. So Abram said to Lot, let's not have any quarreling between you and me or between your herders and mine. For we are close relatives. Is not the whole land before you? Let's part company. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Think about that. When we accord that much weight to one another, when I say that you are valuable to me, our differences is not going to get in the way with you and me being brothers and sisters in Christ. That's going to be right at the top there. And I'm going to give of myself to make sure that peace and unity is intact. That's what Abram did. If you go there, I'm going to go here. And you know why? Because of the weight that he put on Lot. The heavy value that he put on Lot. How he regarded his nephew. Look at this. For we are close relatives. Can we do that for one another today? You are my brother. You are my sister. That is why I will give up myself myself for you. And you're probably thinking, Well, how about those people that are not respectable? How about those people that are not honorable? What do we do with those in the body? Something to say about that. First Corinthians twelve twenty three. And the parts that we think are less honorable, what do we do? We kick them to the curb? We treat them with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. I want you to think about that for a few seconds. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. This idea is, you know, there's sometimes, you know, we have parts of our body that we need to cover, right? If not, our honor goes out the window, you know, you know what I'm saying? So we treat them with special modesty. But there's also this idea that there are some parts of my body that are weak, that I don't like to show people, that I am insecure with. I hide that. I take care of that. I treat that with a special attention. Right? It's the same thing with our body. The same thing with our church. That is how we treat one another with honor. Is we care for them like they are part of our body. That is the special weight that we put on individuals that we think are not honorable. Is we care more for them. And this is the idea. The idea is for us to delight in showing honor to one another. And the only way we can do that is if we practice Philippians 2 verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. When I set myself aside and really think about you, because you're valuable to God, then I start to honor you. And the thing is with this, have you heard of this expression? Well, that person has not earned my honor or my my respect. Have you heard of that expression before? People say that. As Christians, do we subscribe to that? And I heard somebody say, we shouldn't. I wholeheartedly agree with that honor is something that we give not because of what the person is. We saw that in the verse, less honorable. Even to those that we don't think is worthy of it. We serve people not because they can serve us back. We accord honor to one another because of what God has done for us first. He gave you and me The honor. He he ascribed such a a heavy weight on us that it involved His Son dying on the cross for our sins. If I see you as that individual, then I will honor you. Because my God sees you as valuable. Then I need to see you as valuable as well. I need to, in humility, value you above myself. This morning, the message is simple. Outdo one another in showing glory. I would like to invite you today and challenge you with something. How are we going to outdo one another in showing honor today? Tomorrow. Next week. The week after that. All the time. The key is how we regard each other. Because how we view each other tells us what weight we ascribe to one another, what honor we we ascribe to one another. You are valuable to me because you are valuable to God. And this morning, I'm going to say this, and I hope that it pricks people in the heart. If you have not taken a hold of the grace of God through Jesus and his salvation, you have not honored God. I invite you today to honor God by coming forward and receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior in baptism today as we stand and sing the song of invitation.